Joshua Ling introduces his intentions for this podcast, as well as talks about many other topics. You are now entering the war zone. This is Poets at War. This is your general, Joshua David Ling. Don't know if I'll be using that term general. It feels pretentious, but it, it it's a thing. It's, you know, this is an aesthetic I'm doing, so might as well lean into it. I'll get into more of that later. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Poets at War. This podcast is going to be me. Uh, not always solo like this. I figured I'd do a solo introduction, but a lot of the time I'm hoping to have people on here who are artists of all different stripes, most particularly Christians, however, might do a few others, we'll see, and uh, talk about the culture wars that we deal with as artists, that we've always dealt with as artists, and artists' specific place within that culture war. Uh, I think it's unbelievably important, and we'll get into that another time. Uh, I just wanted to give a brief introduction to who I am, to what I do, to what my part in this culture war is, and uh, just so you could have an idea of where this podcast is coming from. I was raised in a very uh, orthodox uh, Christian Protestant church, uh, particularly Reformed persuasion, Reformed Presbyterian persuasion, and guess what? I've actually stuck with it, unlike a lot of different people who've come around and gone and whatever else. I actually found the Reformed faith to be more full of story and beauty and adventure than anything else. Um, there's so many people who've gone by the wayside, who have fallen off, who have fallen away from the faith because they feel like the faith doesn't portray beauty. And I actually kind of agree with them, but it's not the faith. It's the people of our time. It's our culture that's really the problem. And Christians are the only ones who have an answer for beauty. We're the only ones who have an answer for why something actually pulls at our heartstrings for, in the first place. And uh, we're going to get into that a lot as, uh, as time goes on. C.S. Lewis's Sensucht, for instance, uh, the Eucatastrophe of J.R.R. Tolkien, and many other things just to give you a little preview of things to come in this podcast. Now, with all that being said, uh, I am uh, from Georgia. I am from roughly north of Atlanta. Uh, I live in a different place now, though. I live in Augusta, Georgia, quite a distance away east. And my life has changed a lot over the past couple years. I got married about four or five years ago, almost five, I think. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, I have a wonderful wife who is finishing up a long-term job and coming home uh, to work with me on making a wonderful house. I have uh, all different other kinds of story plans, and that's really what I kind of wanted to get into. Um, but before I do that, let me, let me talk about the context of this plan, of this thing that I'm working on. I just got back from a conference called the Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference a couple days ago in, uh, in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, and it was absolutely a breath of fresh air. 
I've been fans of the guys who run it for a long time, and now I think I'm friends. <laughs> we were able to spend some time together because I was working behind the scenes, working on video uh, with Adrian Rink of Yonder Child Media, and we had a particularly good time before and after talking about these things. Uh, and two of the really good conversations I had were discussing uh, this plan for my stories that I've been concocting. Um, I talked about it with Darren Doan, who said, first of all, I'm stealing that. <laughs> and then second of all, with uh, Chocolate Knox and Gabriel Wrench and um, Toby Sumter a little bit more, as well as a few other people. Um, they all seemed to think it was a great idea, particularly for the weird sort of storytelling that I do. And that is epic poetry. Why epic poetry? I don't know. Well, I do but it's a long story. Uh, I will tell that story, but let me just give you the cliff notes right now. First of all, uh, I am dyslexic, uh, but not dyslexic in the traditional way. I am dyslexic in that I can look at a piece of text all day long, and unless I translate it into sound in my head, I am not going to comprehend said text. Thus, I'm a little slow at reading, um, and prose tends to leave me feeling cold. Uh, poetry, however, especially from a writing perspective, I can conclude that it's what my heart is feeling when I read it. I can read it and go, okay, it rhymes, move along. I can understand and not go on these weird run-on sentences, and the rhythm keeps me on track. Now, that's just for me. But for others, I have found that the stories stick with them more. Um, it's actually better in many cases not to put in too much detail, thus it stretches your imagination. Um, it's something that is very thematic and uh, gives you a lot of ethos of the story. And overall, it just fits very well with a serial form of storytelling that goes from one poem to the next, to the next, to the next. The only problem is there isn't really a, uh, a standard <laughs> in 2021 for epic poetry. There's no standard format. And I've been playing with it for years and years. I've tried hip-hop albums and, you know, YouTube and this, that, and the other. And I haven't been able to find one thing that particularly works. And, uh... I've been using an, an app for several years now for just communication with friends and family. That's mainly what it's for, uh, called Marco Polo. Marco Polo, if you don't know, is a video walkie-talkie kind of app, but it does a little bit more than that. It actually stores the videos for you, um, although they have a archive system. It's a whole weird thing, and I kind of have to circumvent that. Um, we can get into that another time. The, um, the system, though, allows very well for binge-watching stories. Um, it also allows for people to make video comments. Very nice video comments talking about whatever they've just listened to. And I'm hoping to be able to use some of those as testimonials in the future. Um, it builds a community. And to me... It feels much, much, much more like sitting around the campfire listening to a story than any other format 
that I've ever worked with. So, yeah, each of my individual 12, that's right, I said 12, story serial worlds, I am posting to daily now with Marco Polo. And if you want to be a part of that, you can go to joshuadavidling.com, click on Story Circles. I have two worlds for free, and the rest are with a uh, paid subscription for $9 a month. But that's 10 stories. That's not even a dollar a story world. It's crazy value. So you can check that out. You can join in. You can leave comments about the story as you go. You can join in with this fireplace round the round the campfire storytelling that I'm looking to do. Also, this podcast, as we continue on, is going to feature some artists who are my friends. I'm hoping to get some larger names as well, kind of interspersed there. And maybe we can even do some roundtable discussions instead of just one-on-ones all the time. I would love to put particular friends of mine together with other big names and just enjoy the camaraderie that we have as artists in Christ who are seeking to beautify the world, who are seeking to take dominion, who are seeking to fight the culture war uh, cleanly and beautifully. And when I say cleanly, I don't mean necessarily like, oh, no bad language. Like, I'm saying it's people who are trying to make beautiful, clean things. Things that shine and are gorgeous and amazing and awe-inspiring and point back to the creator of everything. So, with all that being said, that's going to do it for this episode. We're going to have much longer episodes, especially when I actually have someone to talk to. And uh, we'll get a little bit further into the weeds on all these individual things. I feel like this whole episode was, no, there is too much. Let me just sum up. Um, But with that being summed up, this is Joshua David Ling, your general. Keep fighting the culture war to the glory of God. We'll see you next time. God of song, said the warrior bard, though all the world betray thee one sword, at least thy right shall guard one faithful heart shall praise.